everybody. Hi, friends. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, turns out spiritual practices might have some benefit. If you can figure out what the hell the word (laughs) spiritual means, which I never, I'm so mad about it. I love that that's your public facing take on the word spiritual. I just heard you talk about what it is. <laughs> I, you heard me talk about what they define it as. Oh, okay. All which right. is fine. Okay, <laughs> then we'll just use that. Anyway, uh, what they're talking good. about is like oh. yoga, meditation, that sort yeah. of thing. And we're going to talk about that. But why does that have to be spiritual? Why can't that just be helpful? <laughs> why can't that just be psychologically <laughs> useful? <laughs> What the hell does spirit have to do with anything? Oh, golly gee. Okay. Because anyway, we'll get to it. Well, All right. fine. I will rant later. <laughs> but first, we need to get to some some news from the week, Dan. Yeah. So I've got the story of a school librarian uh, <laughs> who is fighting back against oh. uh, those that would defame her online, uh, which is, this is a problem. This is happening right now in the United States. Uh, on a on a mass scale, uh, where uh, librarians in particular are being targeted for the not taking down books, maybe that are in their in their library on certain topics and might have certain themes, LGBTQ materials, whatever. Right, man. Can I just say that the queer community is ruining it for everybody? <laughs> well, anyway, so um, and uh, and so people will take to social media and they'll and and even worse, to be honest, they'll go after uh, these librarians. Um, oh, yeah. And it's really it's really ugly. And it's obviously not the way to go about um, seeking change. You know, you don't call and threaten or call names and and whatnot. Well, anyway, uh, Amanda Jones down in Louisiana, uh, she's sick and tired of it. And so she's suing uh, a couple of her defamers. She's taking them to court. It sounds like to me, she's probably got a pretty good case because they're lying. These, These people are getting online and they're saying things that just are not true. And then it, it, it hurts her reputation right? Like these words do have consequences. And she sort of, they picked on the wrong person, right? Because she's also the president of the Louisiana Association of School Librarians. So they went after somebody who's already sort of has a little bit of clout and a little bit of standing. And, uh, and she's hearing from, you know, people in her organization, members of her organization who are facing the same problems, right? And so she's just tired of it. Um, and she says, I've had enough for everybody. Nobody stands up to these people. They just say what they want and there are no repercussions and they ruin people's reputations and there are no consequences. Um, and so good on her for Christ's sake, this is what people need to start doing. Like these, these lies that people tell online have real consequences. And until there are uh consequences for them right then they're just going to keep doing it because these platforms won't police it they absolutely flat refuse so right. take it to the courts and uh and so i'm super stoked there's actually a, a gofundme uh to support her it's easy enough to find 
Jones librarian, I think was all I had to type in Louisiana. And I found it. If anybody's interested, it's probably a a pretty good cause to support. So that's going on. You can't call someone a pedophile or a groomer. Yeah. Right. Just because they're like, no, I support, you know, free speech and freedom of thought. And, 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 and these books are not pornographic. Yeah, this is what we need to be watching out for is these people are a they're yes, they're trying to ban books, but they're they are calling members of the queer community, members of the LGBTQIA community pedophiles. You know, I, I, I'm not going to I when I was listening to different audio from the week to to figure out what to play this week, I decided not to play this one. But there was a preacher literally saying that all gay people all gay men are pedophiles and every time a kid is raped they become gay that's how extreme they're oh they're, my god they're getting well so my next story uh i'm gonna i'm gonna continue with the book theme uh Ooh, lots okay. of uh lots of school districts around the country are getting back into that book banning oh. it's uh you know, it's whether fun. it's Steve it's Bannon or Book Bannon, there's no good Bannons uh, anymore. Anyway, uh, the the so I'm going to tell us about the Keller Independent School District outside mm. of Fort Worth, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they had a list, a running list of books that sort of community members thought were inappropriate for children. Oh, and. Yeah. They had been sort of, you know, working through this list or whatever. And then right before school started, they just decided to pull all of the books. Just all of them. They sent it out every school. There's no books left? I'm confused. No, no, no. All of the books that were on this list. On the list. Okay. It was like, it was over 40 books. And uh, they finally just reached out to all of these schools and just said every, all the staff, they got to pull. If this book appear, if any of these books appear... You got to get them out. Okay. The way that this list was created was just, you know, members of the community could, there was some process that they could uh, just complain about the, the impropriety of, of, of certain books. And one of the books on that list was every version of the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, so yeah, no. in, in Texas, briefly, there was a moment where, uh, the Bible was banned in schools, not by us, but rather by the uh, by, by, by but, the conservative right. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say Ramona Quimby, age eight. Uh, <laughs> that one's banned, too. <laughs> she is very clearly a lesbian. Oh, and well, yeah. And her sister, Bezos. Mm. <laughs> I... I know I read a Ramona book or two in my oh, childhood. Yeah, I remember nothing. What? Oh my God. I remember it all. They were so yeah, good. I sure loved those books. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, well, Dan, I've got, yeah. I've got another story about, uh, <laughs> is it more books? No, it's, but it's schools. Um, okay. in this case, school sports, uh, high school athletics here in Utah. Uh, The organization that oversees um, high school athletics, they they received some complaints from parents that some 
girls don't look quote unquote feminine enough. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I see where this is going. Uh, suggesting of course that the, the female athlete in question is actually transgender. And there, and therefore, by Utah law, not for whatever reason, not allowed mm. to play sports against other female. Exactly. Athletes. Yeah. So, um, the Utah High School Activities Association looked into the matter. They uh, they launched an investigation after the parents of two girls who took second and third place in a competition last year complained that the first place winner. <laughs> may not actually be a biological girl. Oh my um, God. That is some, some bad sportsmanship right there. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. even think she's a girl. <laughs> well, you and my, the- <laughs> my girls could never lose ever <laughs> to anybody. That uh, must be a, a, that is a full grown man. People in the know say that those, that the two girls uh, were outclassed by the, the first place winner like that it was not even close um and uh the governor chimed in spencer cox he he took your stance um he said the quote is my goodness we're living in this world where we've become sore losers and we're looking for any reason to figure out why our kid lost i have a real problem with that story making (laughs) allegations like that are a little disturbing to me he says um and yeah Rightly so. He says, Um, actually dodging the real issue, which is that you allowed in your state to. Oh, sure. Anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But. Although um, he actually fought against it. He was actually kind of cool on that one. He, yeah, he, he, he's an interesting character. That's that uh, Spencer Cox. Anyway, uh, the, the investigation did uh, require that the school where this uh, student athlete attended uh, that they check their records. Um, <laughs> and uh, they said, based based on our records, there isn't a question. To get, then together we asked, and the school asked them to check uh, their feeder schools to double check to see f- as far back as the records of the students would go and see if she was always female. The school went back to kindergarten and she'd always been a female. <laughs> okay. So they did their homework. <laughs> and they they confirmed that good this Lord. very good athlete was actually a female. Like this is this is the world that we live in now. Actually, actually a female, as though a trans athlete wouldn't actually be a female. Fair enough, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's all so stupid. Like, ladies and gentlemen, if you have kids in sports, it's not important. That's you know what not I mean? like, how parents take it these days. I know, it is but it's not, not. how I don't give athletics a was when we were kids. And it was already your, ugly. Your kids in high school or junior high athletics, it doesn't matter. It, no, it if does. they lose, if they win in the long run, in the, in the real world. I mean, yeah, may, there may be some scholarships, some, some college scholarships that, that are at, in play or whatever. It still doesn't matter. They want all, every kid has to be like a world-class athlete. I know. And it's just, it's absurd. If you have ever, if you have a 10-year-old playing soccer and you have screamed at a ref, you're bad. You need to check yourself. (laughs) You need to do some introspection. 
Do some yoga. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. Oh, okay, yeah. Good idea. Um. Anyway, I, I'm going to take us to Australia. Okay. Skiz! <gasps> There's skizzing! <laughs> There's skizzing! They're skizzing all over the place in Australia. Which Uh, territory is left? Right. We talked recently about the Anglican communion sort of bunting on the question of uh, whether or not it's okay to be gay in the world and actually have weddings and, you know, be ordained a priest or whatever. And apparently the Anglican diocese in Australia uh, has, has has split. Oh. A splinter group oh. now calling themselves the Diocese of the Southern Cross has oh, uh, charming. decided to uh, to clip themselves off because, boy, are they mad about the gays. Oh, poor. It's very sad. Um, the, they are led by a guy by the name of Glenn Davies, who was actually the, the former Archbishop of Sydney. So you, I would oh, wow. think... That the that the Archbishop of a major metropolitan area would would be more cool, but alas, <laughs> not cool, mm. not cool at all. Uh, he literally said uh, that he said this is a sad day in many ways. If the leadership would repent and turn back to the teachings of the Bible, oh we wouldn't need the diocese of the Southern Cross. I'd shut it all down and come back. Well, okay. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you can you can say that. Are you going to turn repent and turn back to the Bible and no longer wear you know cloth made of two fibers mm. and cease with your sinful eating of shrimp? <laughs> I just I just feel you like you don't know, Dan. He I probably know. he doesn't eat shrimp. He yeah, and he is, only single fiber clothing. That's it. He he obeys every law in the every Bible. Single every single law. One of He's them. a very very serious Anglican. Apparently, <laughs> uh, though not anymore. Now he's a oh. very serious whatever he is. Southern Crosser. Southern Crosser. Mm. Getting crossed by the Southerners. <laughs> oh man! All right. It's well, getting. It's it's. I can't keep track. I don't like you used to know if it was an Anglican, you could probably count on them being pretty cool about stuff. And like now all of all of the, you know, whatever the denomination is now Mm -hmm. they have sub denominations and I can't tell which one's which. And so I don't know who's uh, I don't know which ones are assholes and which ones are okay. I know. So I just assume they're all assholes. Ever since the UU's split, you just can't tell. It's just, it, they're no but, longer UUs, they're just U's. Why have we never thought to call them double U's? <laughs> the Unitarian Universalists, why is that not double The U's? The double U's. That's funny. All right. Dan. Yeah. North Dakota, Fargo, to be specific. Aw. Uh, there's a school board up there. Yeah. Uh, like I would like, imagine like there have. are a few of them. Like you have in... Yeah, sure. uh, for, for your local schools, the Fargo Board of Education did something uh, kind of surprising uh, a couple weeks ago. Seven of the nine members voted to cancel the previous board's edict that they always start with uh, the, the Pledge of Allegiance at their meetings. 
Interesting. Um, and so this, as you can imagine, it didn't just, uh, the story didn't just stay there. Uh, it kind of spread. The people across the nation heard about it and got very upset. Well, I'm imagining that like Fox News or one of one of the uh, outrage mongering oh, yeah. outlets got a hold of it. Oh, yeah, because they were clear about it, Dan. They they were like they they said that the pledge uh, does not align with the school district's diversity and inclusion code uh, in part because the phrase under God does not include all faiths. Damned right. They are absolutely correct. And I think they were correct in in uh, not not uh, doing the pledge. Well, after a lot of uh, profanity laced voicemails uh nasty emails messages on facebook you name it the board has uh voted to 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 back away from that decision oh um, my god it's just <laughs> they were literally literally just intimidated yeah. out of their uh their convictions well uh, yeah and also um apparently there is some new legislation that's uh proposed that would require um, public schools and governing bodies to administer to administer the pledge at meetings um, administer it's, ad, it makes ad, it sound like administer. it's like a, a drug <laughs> yeah that you have to take no it must be must be yeah i guess recited would be more uh, appropriate uh, it's but, such a creepy thing to do anyway just the i'm sure all of our foreign listeners all of our non-american listeners recognize that it is just the creepiest thing that we do in this country to make our children pledge their elite it just sounds nazi-ish it's well and it it well the birth of it is from that era yeah right and in fact initially american school kids um gave the nazi salute it wasn't called that but the nazi salute that's true they, they held they their, had their, hand their out. arm outstretched in front of them. <laughs> come along, come the Nazis, and and well, we we promptly changed that. But nonetheless, yeah. uh, there was one dissenting vote. They uh, let's see from uh, Nayamal Day. Um, she's a refugee who fled war torn uh, Sudan, and uh, she refused to vote for it. Um, she voted no, and uh, she at the meeting she played a voicemail. That had been left for her from uh, from a man who called her a slave, a racist, and a Nazi. Wow! And that's that's three very different things. <laughs> when when you're compiling your list of things you're calling someone to nah. insult them, <laughs> just those are disparate ideas. Nah, you just if it's offensive sounding, you just you throw it. You in. Just throw it out. You there. just throw it in. Yeah, so she said that uh, reversing the decision would be giving in to hate. Um, correct. And, uh, she was correct. She's absolutely correct about that. Um, she says, we won't be rewarding our children or students in our district for acting in this way, but we know that this moment will pass. Let's get back to the work that we are elected to do, and that is to find a solution to our teacher shortages, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. She goes on. Uh, another board member um, who reluctantly voted, uh, but he did vote to to uh, reverse their decision. Uh, he said that uh, his, the angry messages that he received, uh, he figures uh, less than twenty percent of them came from Fargo. 
Right. And uh, he acknowledged that his vote uh, to bring back the pledge was influenced by people that he does not represent. And he says, but I hope you'll forgive me because I truly believe it is in our best interest of our schools to do so. Uh, the disruptions and the threats must end so we can have a successful start to our school year, except for the fact that you were bullied into it. And I think you need to take a lesson from the school librarian that I mentioned earlier yeah. and stand up to this. Have a little courage of your yeah. conviction. Because you gave them another win, right? And, and they're just going to, they're emboldened the, and empowered. Yeah, you sent this. the message that bullying works. Yeah. And I know that it's it's got to be scary, right, to start getting calls like that. Yeah, I mean, especially when you, like, what you signed up for was to be on the school board of a small yeah. little area. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah, I get that. But, like, at the same time, like... You made the right decision. Now, the one thing that I guess they could say is um, whether or not we start our meetings with the pledge, uh, that's probably not our issue that we're here to address. Yeah. Um, and so, but not, but I, I still think this whole thing of like, we're in a really rough time and yeah. there's, there's never been a time where people, public officials who made a controversial decision uh, didn't get nasty phone calls, right? But now, well, thanks I mean, the to the internet, the phone they did. <laughs> Fine, thank, thank, thanks, Dan, for clearing that up. Uh, no, but thanks to obviously this era of Fox News and the internet and the, the the way that news spreads. I mean, this would have been a regional issue. It would have just, you yeah. know, that that crazy school board that decided to uh to, to not say the pledge of allegiance that decided to actually honor all of their students instead yeah. of just the few that were christian right exactly so well there you go um speaking of not honoring i'm gonna i'm gonna close this out with a story about a year and a half ago we told a story that i, I that, that we kind of labeled good news question mark <laughs> okay it was like uh it, i i think i think we were still very skeptical but uh it sounded like mm, maybe somebody's doing the right thing here and that was that the uh the u.s branch of the jesuits mm. had decided that uh they were going to own up to a huge horrible thing that they had done which was back in the 1830s they own the the Jesuit owners of Georgetown University uh owned like 272 enslaved people mm. and they then sold them to uh a Louisiana to Louisiana plantation owners to pay off the school's debts now hmm. yes that is a bad thing to do enslaving people and trading in slaves mm -hmm. is awful. So the the U.S. branch of the Jesuits decided that they were going to raise $100 million as part of a reconciliation uh, plan. Mm, right. Yeah, I remember And that they this. were going to then uh, give to the descendants of these, uh, these 272 enslaved people. Mm -hmm. Well, it... 
we 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 thought that was pretty cool, but we were skeptical. Uh, now it turns out that Joseph Stewart, who is the uh, the maybe the president of the group of descendants, has called attention to the fact that they seem to be dragging their feet. Oh uh, no! Okay, the, you know they had a timeline that they were supposed to be uh, pushing toward. And by the way, the hundred million dollars was supposed to be a step in the direction of the broader goal of a billion dollars that they were going to try and raise from a, in a variety of ways. Well, it turns out that this, uh, that this Jesuit group that committed of their own volition to do this, they, they're doing things like they recently uh, sold a plantation uh, land oh. that they owned. Okay. Uh, to the tune of $57 million. Wow. But they didn't, they haven't yet moved that fund, those funds into the trust. The, they're, so yeah. like, That's they a keep, lo- it's a lot of money, Dan. It's hard to let go of it. <laughs> it's hard to let go. Uh, and, you know, they have apparently a whole bunch of other lands mm. that, that could probably, you know, that they are looking in, at selling, but it doesn't look like they're, all that eager to actually fulfill their their own stated goal of trying to raise this money. Hmm. So, uh, so yeah, this guy's calling attention to it, as he rightfully should. Because, uh, you know, there's, it, it's all well and good to get all of the attention for doing the right thing. <laughs> but then if you don't actually do the right thing, if you just say, hey, look at us, we're, we're going to do the right thing, and everybody applauds them and says how great they are, and then they don't. Well, fuck you, Jesuits. That's uh, not cool. Anyway, yeah, we'll follow see. Follow through, guys. A little bit of follow through. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, cool, the right thing. I can see it. Uh, I just can't <laughs> quite bring myself to actually do it." Uh, yeah, I want to agree to this. This sounds really good. <laughs> I think I should agree to this. Taking responsibility is hard. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, if you want to tell us a story about you taking responsibility or someone else not taking responsibility, anyway, any kind of responsibility story or any story relating to anything that we've talked about today, feel free to write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424 666 8442. Stick around. We've got more show coming up. Well, Frank. Dan! We've been talking about how, um, you know, we talk a lot on this show lately about how the Christian nationalists are really making a push to take over, and they're saying all of the quiet parts out loud. Which is refreshing. It is nice that they're being (laughs) uh, overt rather than covert about it. Because the tradition was, you just lie. Mm, Right. You know, like like all of the Trump nominees for the Supreme Court did. They just (laughs) lied about their actual feelings, and then when they got into power... They did the opposite of what they said they were going to do. Yeah, just like that. Uh, Because they're Christians, and that's what they do. (laughs) Anyway, uh, this is a guy named Jaron Jackson, who is running for the Oklahoma State Senate. Uh, Okay. 
he's he's a young bearded fellow, and uh, and this is what he has to say. My strategic mission is to shift the Overton window to include the gospel of Jesus Christ. If politics is an arena, this arena has pushed God out of the picture. Amen. We have false paradigms, right, left, conservative, liberal, right, Democrat, Republican. That's a false binary. The choice is Christ or chaos. It's Christ or communism. And so whenever Jesus taught, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one gets to God but by me. People need to know that. Philippians 2, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. And so my job in this race, not only to defend the Constitution and represent the fine people of this community, I am bringing the gospel directly into politics. I'm doing it with the zeal of a former infantry officer. I'm doing it as a Bible thumper, King James Bible guy, and I'm bringing it right at people in a loving way that brings the truth Mm. in direct conflict with the chaos of the day. And I believe that's important. Jesus taught in John 17, 17, sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is truth. People need to know the scriptures. People need to know about Jesus. And there's too many people that have designed our political discourse to push God to the side. My job is to bring him right Mm. through the front door. Right through the front door, Frank. Oh, my God. You can't. Yeah, because you can't let people get away with false binaries. Like like Christian or communist. Christian (laughs) or chaos. Right. Yeah, yeah. Those, Christian those... or chaos, that's a true binary, <laughs> unlike Republican and Democrat. <laughs> I, I, I love Ooh. that he literally talked about moving the Overton window. Like, mm. this is what they're like. Th- this was always their quiet goal mm-hmm. on the on the right to mm-hmm. push the Overton window. For those of you who don't know, is like basically there's a, this proposed I window uh where on one on one extreme of one far side of it is what is considered extreme right politics and on the far other far side is extreme left politics and what's been happening in this country is a concerted effort a successful concerted effort to push what is considered far right and what is considered far left to the right as far as they can so what is in the in other parts of the world, you know, in in Europe, what would be considered, you know, the things that are considered extreme left in this country are center right, or are you know, are or at least center. That might be a little bit of a stretch, but yeah. Well, the, we, we get, the Democratic we Party would be considered center right. There, that might be a little more fair. Yeah. And then the uh, yeah, so the ex- what's considered extreme left in this country is just barely left of center in a lot of places. Because they've been moving that Overton window. But again, they didn't say it out loud. They didn't actually like spell it out. They just kind of secretly talked about it behind closed doors. But now they're just overtly saying that, you know, we got to get Jesus in. Mm, Yeah. So that's what's happening in our country. Good stuff. Uh, So speaking of what's happening, we had a few people. We had a little bit of correspondence. Um. Robert wrote into us to say, "Hey, listening to the podcast, I have seen Hamilton. You remember we talked about the uh, the church that put on the illegal show, the illegal Hamilton mm-hmm. production. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have seen Hamilton. I do live in NYC, after all, but haven't seen iterations of it, uh, except for in my second COVID's fever dreams. I definitely watched 
Ham Mouston uh, <laughs> because there are no cats in, in America and the streets are made of cheese. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thanks for putting that little fever nugget into my brain. It was delightful. <laughs> so that sounds wonderful. There you go. Yeah. I, 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 I'll take an all an all rodent version of I could see rapping a, a Hamilton Jefferson rap battle done by done by mice. That's, <laughs> I like it. I like the idea. Well, I mean, it would fall in probably into parody. You might actually be able to get away with something. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know? That's fair use right there. Yeah, prob- possibly. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> possibly. Don't take uh, theater law advice from a podcast. <laughs> Not this one for sure. Not anyone. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. I. You know what? I can I just take a moment to say that the the things are weird in this country. Times are tough, but I, I'd like to encourage people if they can, to uh, to patronize our show. <laughs> uh, if you you know, it, it's it's only if you can. This is a pay what you want situation. Uh, but if if our show is of value to you, we encourage you to go to thankgodimatheist.com and to. Uh, find the support tab and uh you know just just choose whatever whatever you can kick in yeah it's a it's just a nice thing to do uh we it's been uh, you know everybody's kids are getting into school now and it's 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 a it's a crazy time of year so i understand when uh when when we have a lag in uh in our given but uh you know Maybe you maybe you've been thinking about it for a bit. Now would be a great time to go ahead and pause the show, go to our website, <laughs> click on the things. D- please don't wait till the end of the show. Don't wait. <laughs> Why would you wait? You're going to forget. You have been forgetting for weeks oh. now. You've been meaning to do it. Just pause the show. Oh, get, get get your credit card out. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we do have one person to thank. We do indeed, Dan, our top donor, our Lord and Savior, Devas. Stick around. There's more show coming up. Frank. Dan. Listen, I'm not going to complain too much about the concept of spirituality right now. Okay. Uh, I am just going to say... That for the sake of argument, uh, we're going to say that things, practices that are centering, mm. that are uh, helpful to the self, mm. things the- like meditation, things like uh, yoga, things like just outdoor time. Sure. Things that feed the soul. I See, this is my problem. <laughs> I don't believe in a soul. I have no idea what you mean. Spirit, soul, whatever, <laughs> fine. Things that I think I why can't why is it so hard to just refer to this stuff as like things that are psychologically beneficial to the self? Right. I don't know. Anyway, cuz it's easier. It's a word that we all kind of get what people mean by it. I I swear to god we don't. We think we get what people mean. <laughs> And everybody means something different, a little bit different when they say it. Yeah, but that's, it's, it's. Anyway, in this case, I've defined kind of what we're talking about. Spiritual practices, as they are termed, things like the yoga, the the meditation, that sort of thing. Sure. Okay. 
Uh, you know, there has been talk, there there has been uh, theorizing that that kind of practice, which is very self-focused, very self, uh, it's it's it is about the self, and mm. some people have thought that that was maybe that 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 those kinds of practices would lead to self-focus in the world, selfishness, oh, self. You know okay. what I mean? Like, like. A disengagement from, uh, from civic uh, duties or or from political engagement, that sort of thing. Well, some new studies have come out, including uh, from a couple places. The Journal uh, for the Scientific Study of Religion is where where they were published, and they have found that this is not the case. What that that the that spiritual practices lead to greater community engagement, even among the religious. Oh. So if you consider yourself religious but not, you know, not very spiritual, that's one thing. So <laughs> what they looked at really was just the concept of are, how spiritual do you self-report? Okay. All right. Um, there's an interesting anomaly in this. So when they ask questions like how important is it for you to contribute to the greater good in the world? Okay. And uh and you know the the respondents have already labeled themselves either very spiritual, moderately spiritual, slightly spiritual or not at all spiritual. Now, those who label themselves very spiritual, apparently it's very important for them to contribute to the greater good in the world and it goes down from there. And there are other questions, things like how important is it for you to donate to causes uh, or organizations mm. or uh, do you always vote? And the really interesting thing is that it it's cons and this is a consistent pattern across these things. Those who are very spiritual are are the highest or most, you know, they, they respond that it's most important or whatever. And it goes down from there, very spiritual. Then it goes down a ways, you know, so like, for instance, on the uh, how important is it for you to contribute to the greater good in the world, mm -hmm. which is kind of a like, what does that even mean? But, you know, people. But if you understand what the word spiritual means, you also understand what that is. <laughs> I guess so. Sure. <laughs> like, uh, I, I don't know, Dan. I'm the more you go on with this, the less convinced I am of it. And but keep going. And we can talk what? about that. The, this connection, right? Oh, like, okay. Like I like I think there's a sort of that woo ness that people, you yeah. know what I mean, right? The, sure. The, the 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 yogi types they they get a little little wooey. Yeah. That's also the same kind of person who would want to contribute to the greater good already. Well, maybe. Right. Yeah. Sure. Like, I, think, I mean, well, why isn't the why why isn't the conclusion that 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 people who do want to contribute to the greater good seek out spiritual practices? Like well, yoga? It, that can be the conclusion. We're talking about a correlation here, not a causation. Yeah, okay. Uh, but here, so one of the things I wanted to get to though was this. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch to to this question. How important is it for you to donate to causes or organizations? Those who claimed who who said they were very spiritual. 44% responded very important. Mm. Those who said they were moderately spiritual, 25%. Those who said they were slightly spiritual, it drops all the way down to 14%. Mm. 
Okay. But then those who said not at all spiritual, apparently the Dan Beechers of the world, <laughs> it bumps back up again. What? To 19%. Oh. In, and that is consistent on every one of these. It goes down... It goes down consistently, very spiritual, moderately spiritual, slightly spiritual. Uh-huh. And then when you get to not at all spiritual, it bumps back up a little bit. That's bizarro. I just think I just think that that's what it is. It's people like me who like I don't consider myself spiritual because that that word feels meaningless to me. But I'm very connected. I'm very I'm very engaged. I give. I vote. I donate. I give my mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that, but I, but also I will say this, I have practices that are important to me that other people would term spiritual practices. Mm. I just don't call them that. So I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain that little, I just think it's fascinating that it is consistent across all of these metrics, all of these questions that it goes down, 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 up. (laughs) Very spiritual, down to moderately, down to slightly, and then boop, uh, bumps up when you say not at all spiritual. That's very interesting. I think that's our listeners. I think a lot of our listeners mm. would respond to not at all spiritual, but are also engaged, uh, civic-minded humans. Yeah. That makes sense. That yeah. seems, that's, I mean... The, the, or that 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 makes sense to me that that's who yeah and I, and are. and I'm not saying that we're uh, to be clear I'm again not to, not trying to say that there's a causation thing here I'm not saying that our because they listen to us they're like that I'm saying <laughs> that the people who would naturally gravitate to a show like ours right. are that kind of person right which is what I think this whole thing is about anyway yeah it's about yeah if you're like, already I, this a civic minded type of person. You probably have a uh, a deep connection to your to your fellow person. I think I think part of the thing is that like the people who are who are doing these quote unquote spiritual practices mm-hmm. care. Yeah, they care about their lives, they care about themselves, and they care about their fellow humans. Well, you know what it probably is, Dan. You know, <laughs> you, you go to a yoga studio. There's always like a little flyer board. Right. Like they're they, like they just see the flyers. They're more they, they're, they're already in a place where they see that. Oh, there's oh, there's going to be a rally. Oh, I should go to yeah. that. They you yeah. We, and they they go on to the you know, they get into the Facebook group about uh about meditation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then somebody's posting about like, you know, the stop get the gravel pit, you know. Yeah. Stop the gravel pit. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen those, right? Oh, yeah. <gasps> oh, my goodness. <sighs> anyway, I just think that that's interesting. I think that the whole concept, uh, I, I mean, I think it's very important to, for lack of a better term, feed your soul. Yeah. To tend to, I hate it, the word, but your whatever it is that's meant by your spirit. Yeah. It's important to to tend to it. Well, I I this is what somebody needs to do. Somebody needs to actually do the the study that is that takes people and who are not very spiritual and who are also uh, not very engaged civically mm. and put them into 
some sort of yoga practice, right? Yeah. They go into the yoga studio. They, 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 they sort of don all the trappings of one of these people, right? And they, or, they, or a they, meditative they, practice. Meditative practice. You, you get them to start, you know, brewing kombucha or whatever. And <laughs> wait, wait. Let's not let's not push into the into the periphery here. Let's not wade into the weeds too far. And then you see what their civic engagement level is afterwards, right? Oh my gosh! I mean, we we would clearly be, would have look, muddied the water. You wouldn't know whether it was the kombucha or the yoga. Right. But they, if they become more civically engaged, then I think you need to parse it out a little bit, right? Yeah, I w- I would like for that study to be done where you take a non. <laughs> engaged per a, a, yeah. you know a person who doesn't have any kind of quote unquote spiritual practice mm-hmm. but i do think that like i i personally think that you'll get the same result from therapy that mm. you'll get from uh from just starting a uh a, a yoga or a meditative practice hmm. you so, know it's just tending to the self yeah that's okay yeah is what is my personal theory. I, I have no data to back that up, but but that is my personal theory. Hmm. Because to me, that is a spiritual practice. If we're going to call these things spiritual practices, then I think the therapy counts. If you got I, a good yeah, I, I could get on board with that. Yeah. Because it feels like you're tending to the same thing. It's just yeah. in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, if you would like to... Uh, I. I, if you would like to define spiritual to me in a way that you think makes sense, feel free. Or if you'd like to reach out about anything, please reach out to us. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail and tell us about it. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. Click the like button. People still do that. It's still out there. It still exists. <laughs> If you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, you can do so. Just go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com slash members only. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of y'all for tuning in. We sure do love it. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.